Hey guys, you're listening to Butterfly Road, where we talk everything sport and mental health. I'm Jenny McGowan, joined by Carrie Ricaro, and it's time to get mentally naked. This is a new location, but the window behind my laptop like looks out onto the street and the sidewalk. So, and tons of people walk by like at this time in Chicago, um, tons of docks too. So it's great. And this, I saw what I assumed to be a homeless person kind of like just walk in. I saw her walk past our apartment building. I know we have a couple of packages like outside. I had to put something outside for one of my roommate's parents who's coming to pick something up. I was like watching it and I saw her backtrack and then she opened the gate and I was like, oh, hell no. Like I thought she saw because I had to put a bag outside for my roommate's mom. And so I just sprinted. This happened like 30 seconds ago. I'm not even kidding. I just sprinted to the front door and was just standing there and she saw me and she turned around. Oh, was she going to steal? Yes. Oh, I thought you were going to be like, oh, that was dumb. I mean, unless that's just me assuming, but like. I feel it was like, scary. Yeah, that is scary. I'm like shaking. <laughs> no, you I'm just a whim. No, I just stood there. And gave her the evil eye. Well, as soon as she saw me like approaching, she turned around. Uh, I so see. I don't know what I would have done if she hadn't turned around. Probably not a lot, but whatever. So now you <sighs> now you have adrenaline for the, the big episode. I have, my heart is beating so fast. I don't do, I don't I like hear it. I hear it. No, you don't. You're lying. <laughs> I'm lying. This is what happens when I have like any sort of confrontation. I start like shaking and my heart beats so fast. I can't like handle it, which is probably not good. I no. feel like I need to develop better skills. Yeah. That was good practice with the homeless lady. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I saw her. I, I, I was watching her the whole time. It's like, don't you even think about it. Always trust your gut. Yeah. Always. There is that one time one of them cornered me and I had to like juke them to get around them. Yeah. And then I, I stopped going to that one gym. Do you bring pepper spray with you? I feel like you do. After that, after that instance, I asked Bobby to get me some and he did. The problem is you can't take it on flight. So like, I'm always scared. I'm going to forget and just like bring pepper spray to the airport. And then TSA is going to be like, are you good? (laughs) My my teammate (laughs) recently tried to bring her pocket knife on the plane. She just bought it, (laughs) forgot to take it out. And the guy takes that out at TSA and he goes, you can't bring this. And she was just like, oh, I guess you can throw it out. I'm like, what a waste of money. She's like, it was only 40 bucks. I'm like, you didn't even use it. For a pocket knife? Like a nice knife. I don't know. I was like, what do you need that for? Cutting steak on the plane? Like, I don't understand. Well, I I think about that because it's like, what am I going to do with a knife? I'm not actually going to use it ever. Stab someone. I would shit myself before stabbing someone. I literally would. I cannot. That scares me so much. But pepper spray, you can have some distance. Oh, I see. (laughs) So is that your go-to? What if you don't have pepper spray? I just, I always think about this because I listen to Crime Junkie too and walk alone everywhere. But if someone were to ever approach me, I would just immediately start screaming. Immediately. Just screaming. I would just act like a lunatic. I would say my name. I would say my name. So if they were successful in abducting me, I think I would say my name. And then I would try to describe the person. 
but who knows if I'd have that much time, like just to anyone listening. I don't know. Then you can get it on like security cameras and maybe hazardbys, witnesses can give statements saying, Oh yeah, I heard Ginny McGowan. And she said this type of person was taking her. Now this is beforehand when things actually go down. Um, I don't think I would have that much time to react, but what would you do? Well, I learned in college that you could kill someone by sticking your thumb in their eyeball here. Oh, no. I don't even want to like touch. I, because if I don't have a weapon, I'm going for it. Zing. Right in the eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's what I learned at Notre Dame. <laughs> How do you kill that's someone? Gross. <laughs> Ew, anything to do with eyeballs and like, and no. I know. I think it was a sociology of war and terror class. And so that's what I learned. That sounds lovely. It was fine. It was great. I do need to take a self-defense class. I feel like that would be very I feel like as beneficial. young women, we definitely should. Mm-hmm. I'm a young woman. Yeah. How nice. I am until two days from now. <laughs> Wait. Oh, my God. I knew that. Oh. It's, in my, it's in my planner. It's in my planner. How old are you turning? Yes. 28. No. 27? <laughs> oh, my God. What's so wrong about 28? It's just, just one year older. But I, you thinking I'm that old? I'm so bad with like ages. I don't even two, know. I'm two years older than you. Oh, there you go. 25. What are you doing for it? Anything fun? I wanted to have a pool party, but I think it's going to rain. So that that rains on my parade, literally. Mm. So Do you have off Sunday? The next day. Monday's off. Oh, that's, that's almost better because then at night you could do something and then it's actually on your birthday. That's right. Well, today is about comparing yourself to others. Yes. Which is great because I do this nonstop. Um, yes. I'm better at it now. I'm better at not doing it, I meant. But I would love to hear all of your notes. I know I said I was going to take notes. I you didn't. didn't? Yay! No. <laughs> I told Ryan, I go, she wanted to take notes. She's not coming with notes. <laughs> you already told Ryan. Yeah, I told her before. She's going to die laughing. So I have questions for you to kick it off. I told you I was going to include you. You're totally part of this. Thank you so much. Because I know so you much. do this. But I, yeah, so don't worry about it. So for you and the fans, let me read all my five questions and you tell me how many of these you've done. Have you ever made an impulse purchase on Instagram? Do you ever get FOMO? When something good happens to someone else, is it your natural reaction to be annoyed have you ever deleted something from social media because it doesn't get the response you wanted? Do you check who's viewed your Instagram story several times a day? Oh, no. <laughs> are you five out of five? No. Some of them are like iffy. Okay, so the first one, impulse buying, check a lot, a lot of checks there. Second one was... FOMO. FOMO, yes. <laughs> yes, third one, the success thing. I would love. Do not motherfucking lie to me. I would love to say that every single time I hear someone or hear about something where someone else is successful, that I'm just filled with so much joy. You're I not. wish I wish you're I not. could say that. For no most is. people, I am. For Some, it depends not. on the it depends on the person. It depends. 
which oh that's so bad to it's say. okay well no we'll move through but, we know why i'll tell you why and it's okay next one okay. have you ever deleted something from social media because it didn't get the response you wanted not like after the fact but if i post this happened actually on monday it was like 10 p.m and i posted something on instagram and then i realized like no one was really on because i wasn't getting i had like three likes in 60 seconds <laughs> I know it sounds absurd, but I'm like, you know what? No, I'm going to post at a different time to optimize my likeage. God, this is just making me sound like terrible. And then do you check who's viewed your Instagram story several times? Absolutely. Yeah, that was five out of five. And I assume most people would be like that. But I will make you feel better by telling you that comparing yourself to others is one of the most basic ways we develop an understanding of who we are. And I never really thought of it that way by... By looking at what you do, I can see like what I'm good at and who I am and what I'm not so good at because I have like a reference, I guess. It's like a polite way of saying you're you're using people as reference points. However, when you start like dwelling on these highlights of other people, it's incredibly unhealthy and toxic, as -hmm. you know, like it's I'm sure for you admitting five out of five of those is like not easy to do. But I think anyone listening will say, yeah, I do all these similar things and I do it, too. And I don't know why I thought of you when I wrote this, but someone will always have what you want, but you will always have what someone wants. Mm -hmm. And it's just a never ending, like you want what you can't have. Someone wants what you have. It's just unhealthy, no matter like what end of the spectrum you're on. And then have you been guilty of this? Like looking at someone else and having it make you feel better because they're not as X, Y, or Z as you like, oh my gosh, like I got an 80 on the test. You got a 75 on better. That makes you feel better. In yes. any aspect of life. Yeah, I feel like it's just oh natural. Oh my God, all the time. Yeah. It's so natural. Like, how do you how do you not compare who's smarter, prettier, on the field, stronger, faster, sh- more effective with their technique? How do you how do you not do that? I don't know. Like, tell like, me. You don't. Oh, well, I don't <laughs> Someone know. tell well, me. I can get to like <laughs> tips at the end, but I'm, my point is it's normal to do this. Yeah. It's completely normal. And it's like what we do. I'm all about like now that we've talked to Dr. Brad, I'm all like the it's a brain issue. Every time I'm like it's a brain issue. Can, maybe I don't know if it, this is a brain. I'm just gonna start blaming all my Everything's problems on, on the brain, brain issue. But I feel like it is, and it's something we just do. And and I wrote down tips at the end to like help maybe like lessen the mm-hmm. blow. But like I feel like once again you kind of need reference points, but also focusing on yourself is very healthy because it can become pretty toxic, right? Are you going to talk about social media? Not as much. I was going to talk a little bit about sports. Okay. I'll just say my tidbit about. So I think with social media, like the introduction of Instagram, Snapchat, now TikTok, Twitter is not so much. That's more. For the news. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone knows this. Social media is so hard because it's so easy to compare. It's easy to stalk people on it. People don't really put bad stuff on there. And so... But we forget, like we know it's our own highlight reel, but then we forget it's other people's highlights. And so we then think, okay, this is their life. Why is mine not as like cute? Or why are the colors in her picture so much brighter? Is it sunnier there? Like even little things like that. Something so stupid. I know, but I think it like activates this part in our brain. That's like, oh my God. (laughs) Yeah, it's a brain (laughs) issue. issue. We've 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 talked about this. So we did did a full episode on this. So. No, it's fine. I'm glad you brought it up. I didn't focus as much on that because we did do a full mm-hmm. episode on that. It's called Instagram versus reality. So if you're like interested in hearing us like bitch about social media more, totally tune into that one. 
Totally. Yeah, because it's kind of a similar conversation. I was thinking more in sports because I thought that's like what you wanted to talk about. And I, as oh, I it is. Like writing it down, I totally was like thinking of examples that I do. And I, I, I can't wait to just like talk about this with you a little bit. So I wrote, just babbling to myself, I wrote, there's a small part of me that thinks it's good to compete. Obviously, you all want to be the best. So you have to compete with someone, right? You have to like say, oh, maybe she plays my position. So if that's what's expected, like I want to push myself to make sure I'm better than her. But you mm-hmm. don't want to compare. Like at what price are it, and it affecting your mental health? Are you just like, oh, my God, this isn't good for me to worry about like how fast she ran or how far she ran or how many shots she made in practice? Like we have a GPS book every day, a binder, and you can go in and it's everyone's names. You can see their high meter distance covered, their top speed for the day, how many minutes they were in zone five for heart rate. They're like decelerations, their dynamic stress load, like every factual number statistic is in that book. I catch myself every day. I look at mine and then I look at the four girls that play in positions similar to me. It's funny. I don't do it to compare necessarily, but I do it for reference to see if I'm in the norm, I -hmm. guess. I do look on Thursdays. We do sprinting Thursday and I do look at like my top speed compared to others to see if I was like. A lard. There was one. There was one time. A lard. There was a couple weeks ago. I literally was the slowest one. I was like, "What the f was I (laughs) doing that day?" It was so funny. But I mean, it's like fine because the next day I'm fine. But I totally do it as a reference, and I've never even thought about any of that until as I'm literally speaking in the moment now. I didn't even have any of that written down. But I wrote. This is so cute. I go, it's tricky. You can admire people and you should have people like that in your life that you can learn from and be motivated by on the field, but you shouldn't feel inadequate if there's things they can do better than you. Do you agree? On paper, yes, but you shouldn't feel like that statement. Okay, how shouldn't I feel? Because my feeling is like, how do I stop the feeling? You know what I mean? How do I stop that thought in my brain that's like, you aren't adequate because this person did just as well as you, if not better. And I mean, even in work, like, let's say you, and it's, I think about it, like, let's say you're competing with someone for a promotion or, you know, like, okay, there's three other people who are at my level. There's a promotion coming up. Like, how do I guarantee that I can be the one you just want to be able to control everything you can control. And so a way that maybe I start to do that which is unhealthy is be like, okay, well, as long as I'm doing more work work than this person and this person, then I have at least a good chance to get this promotion. But then it turns into like this fixation and it become, it just, you know, swallows you. So like how, well, okay. So what if you don't get the promotion? Are you bad at your job? No. Susie got the promotion, not you. But then, so I take that as like, okay, then what did she do that's so much better than me? I don't know. I clearly am not the right person right, to give so advice I'm, on this. Yeah, but so I'm probably a good like acting as a listener. People are going to be relate to this for sure on your end. And I, I do this, but I don't think I do it to your extent. So I'll give a, a more sports example. So I've grown up with Lindsay Haran my whole life. Mm-hmm, We've played mm-hmm. on the youth national teams our entire life. It was always, you know, me and Lindsay like running the show, doing our thing. Lindsay is at the world stage. She's one of the best footballers <laughs> in the world. And I am sitting here twiddling my thumbs. <laughs> no, you are not. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. You I couldn't even get that out. Soccer I couldn't even get that out without laughing. But you know what I mean. So I'm, mm-hmm. we were neck and neck our whole lives. Like, obviously, she was always a little bit better than me. Um, but we always, like, went up the ranks together. And then she just made it. And I didn't. 
And you, I can look at that and compare myself to her. I can look at her success now, her accolades, her salary, her skill level, the, the recognition she gets in the league. And I can say, well, I'm not as good. I, I, that This sucks. And so I'm not worthy. I'm not a good soccer player anymore. But it's not true. And it doesn't do me any good looking at Lindsay's life. Like, I just have to do me. It, so translated from like the work life, Lindsay's getting the promotion. Lindsay, I put just as much hard work in as Lindsay. I've trained with her. I know we do equal amounts of shit. And Lindsay got the promotion and I didn't. Does that mean I'm bad at soccer? No. But we forget to think like that. I know. I will say, because once I get down that like train of thought, it's easy for me to just pile shit on that mm-hmm. like supports that train of thought mm-hmm. you um, can't support it and it's what my anxiety does it prepares for worst case scenario and so it right. just like lumps all this shit with the already annoying mm-hmm. thoughts anyways I have been better at this and I think I was forced to be better at this because right now is super busy season and I legitimately do not have time to think about comparing myself like I only have time and I'm not just saying that because like I legit, like Carrie knows this, I'm, it's very busy, but I don't have time right now to compare myself. I just have time to get my shit done, do what I need to do, do it correctly. And then it's done. And I think at the beginning of busy season, when maybe I was probably comparing myself a little more and then it got super, super busy, I was more stressed at the beginning of the busy season because I was still, I still had time to, you know, have those thoughts and like compare. And now I don't. And it, it's almost like it is a little freeing because it's everything that I can control because at the end of the day, you cannot control someone else, right? No, you can't control you how can't. someone thinks about someone else. You can only control what you can do. It's easier said than done. But when I've been forced, like I am right now to just focus on myself, like it is kind of freeing. Yes. I'm still stressed, but it's not about things that I can't control. It's about things that I know like, okay, I'm stressed about this, but I know I'll get it done and blah, blah, blah. And if Susie does amazing over there at the job and you're both fighting for this promotion, translate it onto the field, you're both fighting for playing time. It makes you better. You're like, Mm -hmm. it's not like Susie doing well takes anything away from your value. That's not how this goes. And people forget that too. And I wrote this in my phone a while back and I was like, cheer on other women because bringing them down doesn't make you smarter, prettier, more athletic, better in any way. Mm-hmm. It, it doesn't. And we, we often think if we like wish bad upon someone we're in competition with in life, in whatever it is, job, social media, just physical looks out at the bar, want the boy to talk to you. We think like bringing the other person down will just make us better, but it's just like, mm, you're, you are who you are regardless. Yeah. Isn't it? I know. Like we just, it, I mean, it's, that. it's all on paper. Like it, it makes oh, yeah. sense to me you always, put it up here, but yeah. it's just like the practice and the repetition of mm-hmm. like correcting your thoughts and just saying, okay, this actually doesn't matter. Like you just focus on yourself. I did shoot. I was going to say something. Oh, back to sports. And I'm sure I've mentioned this, but like growing up and I'm an extremely competitive person. And I was always told that growing up by every single one of my coaches. And it was like a good thing. They would tell me like in our one-on-ones, they'd be like, you're super competitive. It's good. It brings the tempo up. But little did they know that like my competitive nature 
was borderline toxic for me. Like there's a way to be competitive, but I could never turn it. I could never turn it off Mm -hmm. and it just consumed me. But when you're getting that recognition from coaches and you're being told like, Oh, she's high achieving. You're very competitive. I think I'm doing everything right. Right. It It almost turns into like perfectionism. Yeah. But then if you fall short, you think like you're not worthy, which is not true. If you fall short, especially compared to anyone else. And also you have to think too, you bring different things on the field in the workplace that other people can't. Mm -hmm. Like you're different for a reason. You're special for a reason. So someone might be better at something than me, but I'm better at something than them. So it just depends on what's needed at the time. Yeah, your role. Yeah. And thinking about college soccer, it was such an unhealthy way because that's kind of how I, where my drive came from too my metric, like my key performance indicator in soccer was starting. Honestly, like if I had a shit practice, all I really cared about was just make sure you're better than the next one up. And which is terrible for personal growth. Mm -hmm. This is reminding me of the book that Dr. Brad recommended that I have yet to read. It's been on my bookshelf for like three months now. He didn't but, tell us about it until like a month and a half. I know. <laughs> but the notion that the way he described it, that has even stuck with me. Like it's all about just growing as a person. Yes, that, I was going to say, it's such a fixed mindset that you had yeah. that starting is where yourself worth is. It is fixed mindset. That's a game. I haven't started a game in however many weeks. Do you think I'm a bad soccer player? No. I'm not like, oh my gosh, I didn't start last week. I'm not good enough to be here. That is the last thing I think. I literally think the opposite. I'm like, I definitely deserve to be here. Starting or not starting, the, the accolade, the success, the, you know, yeah. the, the win, that has nothing to do. And then you start to compare yourself. Oh, well, she's starting or he's starting. or, But then you yeah. have to think the growth mindset. It's like, okay, keep grinding. Do you. I think it's also like a societal pressure where this competition and competitive nature comes from in all of us. Like society is telling us we need to compete all the time. Mm -hmm. Another thing, I don't know why I just thought of this, but, and it kind of bugs me and it's not news corporations fault, but I'll, I'll tell you first, like if someone passes away, what do they list about that person? Their accolades, their accolades, their accomplishments. Mm -hmm. And that's just normal for them. They're trying to give a summary of the person, but then I'm like, okay, so are we all just reduced to our accomplishments? Like that's really not how life works yeah right like that's interesting it's about the the journey and just consistently improving and like growing just as an individual but it's like society is wants people to be remembered by that yeah wants us to really care about this award or and then when you realize like it's all kind of just fake in a way I don't know how to describe it did did I have have I ever told you how I want to be remembered no when people say well how do you want to be remembered when you retire I want to be that good teammate with infectious energy that was just like a really good person a pioneer for the league i don't give a shit how many <laughs> things i've won how many this i've done how many games i started i don't know how many games i've played i don't know how many starts i've had i don't know how many any things i've done about anything because i just want to be known as a good person who strived to get better every day made those around her better and that that helps too in sports you're just like all right that's my focus like you'll just play better I just thought of two things that I, you know, when you're in college or whatever, you're anywhere, soccer practice, and the pennies are being handed out for the starters versus Ugh, the subs. No. Why, why is this something that everyone freaks out? 
about because it's like it's an evaluation right there right. it's then, letting then you everyone comparing know. yourself yeah yes. like oh you're that but was the I, worst I would get so much anxiety about that stuff or when the coach would have like a little piece of paper with like the lineup and then like the other lineup I would try mm-hmm. to analyze like the yeah. analyze the 11 so much and mm-hmm. I I kid you not I was in a youth national camp one time and coaches do weird stuff all the time with scrimmages. Like it's not always the best 11 versus the reserves. Like it's not all about you. It's not all about you. I can't, could not accept that. And I'm like, I need to figure out what's going on. It's almost like I felt like I was getting a glimpse into what they're actually thinking about me. But you don't know, but you You don't know. You can't look at other people. I was put on what I thought was like a reserve team and it wasn't. And I literally... From the minute like we the scrimmage started, I was like tearing up because I was so upset. It was like a death this? sentence for me. Do you know what I call this? Performance anxiety, probably. Or okay, well, also call it self sabotage. Yes, you're literally oh self sabotaging. My, my entire time, life. How many times this year have I texted you? Yeah, this happened. This happened, but I'm not going to self sabotage because you can't. Yeah. Even in work, you you just can't. You have to just be like, no, no, no. Yeah. I couldn't, I couldn't separate it at yeah. that time. This yeah, was like in hard. high school. I think the penny thing gets people even at the highest level, handing out the pennies and you're like, yeah. you're like, what's my role? Am I good enough? The- yeah, especially when like the, it's clear that it's like starters versus non-starters and then mm-hmm. the non-starters have to wear these gross smelling pennies. Like, come on. <laughs> it just makes you feel not as worthy. I don't know if shouldn't. there's ever, it shouldn't, but I don't try, know if It there's, comes from in here, you know, it comes from in here, your worth. Yeah. My confidence and my worth should not be determined by what team I'm on, who I'm playing against. I could be playing against, I was going to make a joke, like I could be playing against Marta. I literally do play against Marta. <laughs> I don't care. You think I'm like, oh, no, Marta's the same as like little Bo Peep to me. Like, I'm just like, it's fine. Is she though? She's like the well, I, greatest I of all to, time. <laughs> I, have, I have to make sure she doesn't like juke me or whatever. But like, you know, I'm not like I would pay out. Marta. I would pay Marta to nutmeg me. Just to not make me, I would literally, I say that all the time about Messi. Like I would just, just to like be in their presence. Oh, I, anyways, yeah, I, I get like, I'm in awe when she's, but you're also a professional soccer player. So you can't like fangirl, fangirl absolutely them, like, false. false. Oh yeah. Christine if, Sinclair. You fangirl. And Jess Fishlock. If you knew how Marajan now is with OL Rain, if you knew how I fangirled. <laughs> oh it's it's i can't talk about it. it's embarrassing oh but fangirl is an understatement it's actually everyone's <laughs> like are you can you relax I'm like oh yeah i want her autograph <laughs> that was like me with Lindsay, and you're like what is wrong with you yeah i guess i get it now because i i yeah. totally do that um i i wanted to just say some like random statements i guess they could be like relatable statements to anyone or you and, and then i have some like what do you call this rhetorical questions i mm-hmm. guess which it, it, the answer is obvious um, I was just thinking of examples that I currently as a pro compare myself. So, and you did this in college, number one, when we're doing pull-ups and everyone can bang them out and I'm sitting there shaking, trying to just do one. This happened literally two days ago. I couldn't do any. And I'm, I'm looking around watching everyone. My hands are sweaty and I don't feel, and I know our strength coach is watching and I'm like, what does he think about me? Because everyone, this is easier for everyone else and I'm struggling and it's hard. Can I say something about yeah, that? Yeah. So it's so weird and someone could probably dive into the psychology of this, but I never got performance anxiety when it came to anything in the weight room, because in the weight room, it's like, you can either lift this weight or you can't, but it's not like like everyone's getting stronger. I'm, I'm not strong enough. The way I looked at it was like, do you see my arms? I cannot do a pull up. 
I've never been able to, I'm going to try, but it's either like I can do it or I can't. And it's not really like in my, it's in my body's control with soccer, like playing wise and running, I would get like super bad anxiety because I'm like, it is in my control. But with that other stuff, I was like, that's, I don't know. That's that's really interesting. You say that because that's a fixed mindset that you think you are born like that and you can't improve it. Because I have a growth mindset with pull-ups and I know if you work at them, you can get better. So when I'm sitting there and I can't do them and everyone else around me can, I'm like, you can do these, you have, but you're weak right now. And like, you kind of look like a little bitch compared to everyone else. <laughs> well, I've never really been able to do one. So I've, yeah, no, I've always just been like, no, was, I can't. No, that's a fixed mindset. You assume you can't, but you can if you work at them. But that was just like one small example. So last year, I think I told you about this, like me running fitness and during COVID, eight weeks of quarantine, you had one running partner. I have the fittest girl on the team as my running partner. Naturally, I'm comparing myself to Ryan in everything we do. And it's hard. It was hard, but she pushed me. She pushed me real good. And it's not that I'm unfit. I always felt fit, but I was never going to be as fit as her. And I Mm -hmm. knew it no matter what. And it was, it was a hard pill to swallow for me at some point, but it was just like that, that she's so good at that. And she pushed me. And I think I pushed her in other ways and we really balanced each other out. But it, at first I, I had to look at it and say, stop comparing yourself to her and use her as your benchmark to accept the fact that you're not going to run past her, but try to keep the gap as tight as you can. Does that make sense? Yeah, and that kind no, of like helps me. But it I want to add hard. something before we get into like your tips and tricks. Oh, and oh yeah, yeah. But keep going. I think another reason why it was so hard to not compare myself is because constantly with coaches, parents, I'm not saying my own, but like just figures, authority figures, they're the ones that are putting the pressure on you. Like they're the ones that are saying, saying starters, non-starters, like it's those types of metrics that they're communicating to you. And so it's not even like, I don't even think initially it came from my own brain. Like I think it just naturally over the years. Yeah. Like, yeah. You were nurtured (laughs) to think I I had a conversation about this with my sister. You were nurtured to think that starting meant good Mm -hmm. and not starting terrible. (laughs) Exactly. Condition. That's a better word. Exactly. And it's not true. It's society. Totally. Yeah, so then how do I, I need to get Pavlov in here to like undo this whole conditioning Ring shit. the bell and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, I so, mean, it's getting better. Do you, but do you I remember, realize. so do you remember that quote? I said this a while back, success is not what it feels like, not success is not what it looks like to others, but what it feels like to you. Mm-hmm. So everyone can look around and be like, oh my God, Jenny's not starting. But if you feel good, who gives a damn? Right. Yeah. But you just gotta no, right. keep like doing that up here. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wrote about other things I've compared myself with other people just throughout now, today, in general. Body type, playing time, speed, the way coaches talk to others and compliment and criticize them mm-hmm. versus the way they talk oh to my me. God. I can't get that out of my head sometimes. And I, you got to just like see it, acknowledge it, remind yourself it's out of your control and just like move forward and, and totally just do you, like stay in your lane. Um, I also, when you, you said something that reminded me, uh, I, I don't even know what we were talking about. Um, maybe starters or non-starters, but like for years I have played behind Sam Mewis and Denise O'Sullivan on my team. Those were the two in front of me, two of the best players in the world. And I sat there and I just pushed them and would accept the fact that right now, yeah, they're starting over me, but it did not determine how good of a player I was. And if anything, 
I helped them get better and I got the opportunity to learn from players like Mm -hmm. that. So when they had success on the field, one, I felt a part of that because I knew I was pushing them at practice. Two, I got to learn from the best to ever do it. Mm-hmm. It was just, it really doesn't, if you frame it like that, you, yeah, you're like, I want to play, but you're also like, well, look at this. It situation. doesn't matter. It's just like, I'm growing because of these girls. I'm I'm not playing because of the girls, but I'm getting that much better. I'm enjoying myself. I was talking to my friend on the phone. I said my friend, I was talking to Sabrina Flores on the phone today. And I was just saying, you have an opportunity to learn from people like that. That is so cool. Mm-hmm. The players that are better than you. Yeah, you can sit there and pout and be like, I'm not playing. Same in the workplace. You, I didn't get the promotion. Or, wow, what does that person do that I can take and incorporate it into my own thing too? Mm-hmm. To like improve my game or improve myself in the workplace. Yeah. And I think it's it's hard when you, like from a young age, you start comparing yourself and you get competitive. And then you achieve good things. And then your brain makes you think you achieved this because you had that type of behavior because you compared yourself. Like you tell yourself, well, if I stop doing all these things, am I going to be as successful as maybe I have in the past? And you are, you are, but it's just you, your brain is like tricking you. And it's, I just remember like in high school or just with soccer in general, I would, the only thing I wanted to hear someone tell me was that it's okay. And all you have to do is try your best. Like that's literally, and so I try telling myself that now that is all you can do is just Mm -hmm. try your best and have a good attitude about it. Yes. Those two things, if you just like life is about, and I'm for anyone like listening, who's like, well, other people would say, well, yeah, try your best, but you need to, you know, maybe be better than this person. Or if you're like currently competing with someone, but be the best you can be just try your best, like do your own personal best have a good attitude about it. And th- that's it. That's literally yes, that's all, all life is about, do. right? Yeah. Like right. anything you do. Right. And I, like I've said before, it's easier said than done. And I'm still practicing it. I'm still mm-hmm. like trying to learn like, okay, just because this person did this and you haven't done that doesn't mean all these other things you've done are like look terrible. Like, no, you still have accomplished so much. Well, I, okay. So, so <laughs> You're moving right into my next point. Okay. Three rhetorical questions. Am I not getting stronger because someone does more pull-ups than me at the gym? Does my U20 World Cup win mean nothing because my best friend won a real one? Should me starting in a game not be seen as a big deal because others start all the time? All of my things on the left side of my paper, they're all amazing things. But just because I see that other people did, quote, better things, that doesn't diminish my stuff. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm getting stronger. I still won a World Cup. I get to start. Maybe I'm not starting every single game. Maybe I didn't win the real World Cup. Maybe I can't do any pull-ups at the gym, but that, that doesn't matter. It, it, it really doesn't matter. Um, so I actually realized this too last night. So things I do to avoid comparison sometimes, because I don't like to even put myself in situations to compare. I try to just like avoid it if I can. And so, like, in the off-season, I train with boys. People are like, why do you train alone? Don't you want a training buddy? Why do you train with boys only? Blah, blah, blah. I do that not because I'm distant or, like, a weirdo. It's because it's impossible for me to compare myself to them because they're men, and I don't. I just don't do it because I'm like, oh, they're men. I don't care. I don't have to compare myself. They're faster than me. I don't care. Um, and that, so at that point, I just focus on my own growth. Does that make sense? No, it, it does. It it's does. hard. I it's, think it's, I just, it's so ingrained in me. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and like, I'm, I'm a lot better with it today, but it's just, I'm trying to remove myself from that type of thinking just takes practice and correcting your own thoughts and just being like, go away. That's not, that's not true. Yep, that's not me. Away. It doesn't matter. We all die anyways. Like that's right. Who cares? <laughs> that was like morbid. Um, <laughs> but I've literally started adapting that type of mindset with things. It's, Cause I'm like, talk about zooming out of the picture frame. It is, yeah, but it absolutely. helps. Cause I'm just like, okay, let's, let's just all relax and not take life too seriously right now on this fitness test or exactly. this one math test or this work project like do what you can do control your attitude about it mm-hmm. and literally who cares do your yeah, best like, who, who cares, cares. Care, care but don't surprise for you i interviewed a friend it's brief oh but i just i interviewed a friend about no it was a good comparing. oh oh okay so <laughs> i asked my friend i said do you compare yourself to others this friend said sometimes of course i said what do you feel when you do insecure sad unworthy <laughs> fugly <laughs> fugly and then then my friend said she goes well my favorite quote is literally comparison is the thief of joy did, have it you ever is. heard that quote? No, but it's totally true. Totally is. So then I said to her, well, how do you not compare? And I have to read the answer. I did not expect that. I, I was like, this isn't fight, good wisdom. So she said, I think saying that quote to myself helps because it reminds me that we're all different for a reason. And when I compare, I'm basically saying I want what someone else has, which would take away from what makes me special and unique. I also think to myself when I compare my soccer journey or experiences to other people's that this journey has literally made me who I am and everything that's happened has happened for a reason. And if one part of my journey would not have happened, then I wouldn't be where I am. Like it all goes together to get me to where I am today. My God, did you, is your friend Gandhi? That was so <laughs> philosophical. My friend was Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know. I don't know. She doesn't she listen anyway. She doesn't listen anyway to the episode. So I was just Did like, what? Say that? Gonna... Did... No, she texted me last night. I was just like preparing for the episode. I was that like, was so poetic. It was so. I was shocked that she said that and was so vulnerable. I was like, that was really good. I was just like, I don't even know how to respond to you like that when she said fugly though. I was, so true. Fugly. <laughs> how I interpreted that quote. I just. It just reminded me like. Embrace who you are, stay competitive, strive for success, do whatever you can to reach your dreams, but do it for you and your journey and your growth. And if your journey went, quote, like someone else's, then you wouldn't be who you are, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, no. it's like it's such a good 100%. point you made about like being unique and special. Like it would never fulfill you to completely yeah. be someone else. Like, like I said so before, true. Like your, your self-worth comes from within you. I don't know. I, I just, I, I think no matter how people act or do around you, like you can feel worthy, valued, confident, and proud of who you are. Like her, like she said, like your journey is unique and it makes you who you are and you really wouldn't want to change it because, yeah. I mean, someone could be like, I hate who I am. And then we have to go to probably go to therapy and like work through, but Why I'm just my, saying, I have an, an analogy. <laughs> Go on. Why can I never speak an analogy? I don't know why my brain does this. It literally just popped in there. So let's say who you are is a bunch of groceries. You're carrying a bunch of groceries. Got it. And you need every single one of those items. You've got some 
salad, you've got some grapes, just everything, you know, some, you know, whatever. (laughs) And you look over and you see someone else has something that you don't have, but you're filled to the brim. So when you try to like compare and you want what they have, you, you physically can't do that without like taking something out of your basket. Yes. Well, compromising who you are, because if you want to grab that, okay, you grab that, but you lose this. Like, it's just Uh, everything that uh everything, who you are is like, you are a complete person. And just because you don't have like that banana over there, doesn't mean your oranges and apples aren't like, yeah, I got the apples. I got the apples. That kind of worked. It didn't really no, match as well, but like, do you get so, what I'm saying? I completely. Wasn't that good? My that brain just is so, like messed up. That was so good. And I'm literally thinking of like, <laughs> can this be off the record? And I'm like finishing up soon, but off the record. So like, sometimes I'm like, oh, I wish I could be skinnier or like be fit, like, like thin, like thin, thin. Like, but then I'm like, bitch, you are so strong. Yeah. And, and you wouldn't makes, be as strong. I would not be as good as I am if yeah. my ass wasn't as big as it is. So much of my game of soccer, <laughs> I would, I, it's, it's who I am. Right. I want to keep this that. in. This is hilarious. Oh, okay. I guess <laughs> uh, if anyone's listening still at the end, then it's fine. Then that, that means they're a true fan and they deserve to hear it. Um, <laughs> so I guess at the end, I was just going to like quickly read off tips and tricks. I don't have a ton. I just, was going to just say a couple of things, just like little reminders to just be like, if you're feeling stuck, like you, nothing's helping. How do you quickly say, how do I stop it? But before I do that, I just want to um, briefly mention something I learned from soccer resilience, which is that the thing that I'm the ambassador for, I was reading about growth mindset yesterday. And, um, and this goes kind of full circle to the question I asked you in the beginning about being happy for others when they have success um, having a growth mindset means you find inspiration from the success of others, not like wishing poorly upon them. And I just thought it was like, Oh, I've never really thought about growth mindset being happy for others when they do well. But I just, I wanted to like reiterate, I think that's really important. It's just like healthier and, and it's very hard to like, if you don't have success and someone has what you have to be proud of them, but it's very possible. It takes work, but it's possible. Okay. Moving on. I just had to add that tidbit in. Tips to stop comparing. Practice gratitude, which we've gone over. Um, The power of contentment. So developing a piece about your life and enjoyment about what you have today without basing your happiness on what you want to achieve tomorrow. Uh, Next one, remembering that people display their highlight reels. Next one, focus on your strengths and what makes you special. Next one, celebrate other people. Next one, compete with yourself instead of others. Next one, social media boundaries. And also what I meant by social media boundaries is like an example. I'm throwing it out there. Let's say I have a really good game and I go on Twitter and I'm not named player of the match and Susie is. And I'm just like, well, I thought I deserved player of the match. That would make me feel like I didn't play as well because Mm -hmm. I saw a stupid tweet that Susie got player of the match. So just like if you're feeling like things like that happen to you, just put boundaries on social media. Maybe you don't look at those types of things where people are, you know, boosting others up and and not boosting you because it doesn't mean it doesn't mean much. You just got to look at it and be like, or don't look at it. Just put the boundary. If you can't handle it, just boundary. Um, Focus on your own development and control what you can control. That's it. That's it.